Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here this morning. This show is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, wasn't the most loaded slate yesterday. Uh, We did have a few wins, couple losses as well, so was a pretty subpar day. Before we get into all of that, let's talk about our great sponsors over at Bet99, which is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and EPL. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account. Use code SHOOTERSON at signup, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age to do so and it is available to persons in Ontario only. But most importantly, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. We have it down there in the ticker as well. If you live in Saskatchewan, the number is there for you as well. Want to make sure that we're having fun, but we're being safe at the same time. And so let's recap Monday. It was a two and three day. Um, our two max plays yesterday were the ones that ended up hitting. Uh, that being the Tottenham money line versus Fulham was a one to nil result for Tottenham. They looked dead in the water 30 minutes in, uh, but Fulham just couldn't score. But they turned it around, were able to pick up the road result. And so at plus 114, it was a nice early hit in the day. The Rangers money line was a no sweat yesterday. They won six to two. So uh, Igor took care of business at home in that one. The other three games, uh, Dallas and regulation, unfortunately, they lost in overtime to Buffalo. Um, Dallas, we tried laddering them on the weekend as well. They they were able to go over the three and a half team total, but we're unable to ladder past that. So they're starting to teeter in this territory. You're not an intellectual. You're a fake and a fraud. So they're starting to get into that fraud territory. We're going to leave them out of it for now. Just giving them a warning that they need to show up the next time we back them. Now, Boston, they get the full on. I thought you were this worldly sophisticated guy, but you're just a fraud. They get the full on frauds yesterday just because they lost out like outright to the Orlando Magic. And that can't happen. 113 to 98. It's very tough to bet the association right now. A lot of player injuries, a lot of guys being rested. So we're not going to be giving out any official NBA plays early in the morning anymore. Really want to start monitor the, monitoring these lines until all the way to tip-off. So we're going to hold back on those moving forward. And then Kansas and Baylor. Baylor was just in control the whole game. They got up early. 75-69 um, to 69 was the final. Feels closer than it really was. I was never really thinking that Kansas was going to cover this game. So Kansas lose three straight games. And we're going to give our AP poll reaction in a minute. But before we get into that, We got to talk about the LA Lakers as well because they made a trade yesterday and they got Rui Hachimura from the Washington Wizards. Now, 
Lakers get a solid young player out, out of Gonzaga that I think just needed a change of scenery. Um, it feels like he's kind of in a, in a loaded area there in Washington, about as loaded as you can be for a bottom five to 10 team in the league. But now he gets to go to the Lakers. They give up Kendrick Nunn, who when he was originally signed last summer, I think a lot of people were more excited to see what he could bring to the table. But there's a reason why he wasn't signed in Miami. And so he goes with three second rounders. I think it's a lot draft picks wise, but overall right now the Lakers know they have a limited window. Rio could help a ton if he if he's able to live up some of that potential that we saw early in his career. So I think it's a good trade for the Lakers. It's a, it's a chance for this guy to get a new start and hopefully play well. Now, AP poll-wise. So yesterday we saw Purdue. They're back at the number one spot. They're 19-1 and one overall on the year. It makes sense why they're there. Houston, they dropped a couple spots after they lost last week. I still consider Houston to be the best team in the country. I think we'll see Purdue start to rack up a couple losses here as we head into February. Tennessee, they're up five spots to number four. Kansas State was one of the biggest movers. They were up eight spots all the way to number five. Arizona up five spots as well. They get to the number six spot. Now, Kansas, they plummeted to number nine. They're going to fall even more with that Baylor loss last night when next week comes around. Biggest fallers were Gonzaga. They fell from six to 14. That's always going to happen with Gonzaga. Anytime they lose to someone in their conference, they're never going to get credit for it. And they shouldn't for the loss that they had, but uh, this is not the same Gonzaga team that that we're used to seeing now. I do like to see St. Mary's. They made the top 25. Feels well-earned for this team to be in there at 22. They're 18-4 and four overall. They've won nine straight games. They've got wins over San Diego State, Oral Roberts, and North Texas. But what I like to see is that they're playing really good teams tight as well. New Mexico, a team that's been in and out of the AP poll, They only lost them by four. And Houston, who I just said I consider to be the best team in the country, they only lost them by five points. So tight losses to good teams. Um, I get sick of the same power five schools in and out. I'm glad they didn't reward Duke, especially since they lost last night. But winning on the weekend, I thought, well, maybe there's a chance because they beat Miami, they move up. I'm glad they kept them out. Love to see Charleston in there. Love to see Florida Atlantic, St. Mary's as well. Reward these schools. Stop making it just because you beat all of the same teams in your conference, but then also lose to those teams, that that means that you're one of the best 25 schools in the country. People argue strength of schedule. I want to see teams that get wins on the board, regardless of who they're playing. Now, with that, let's head over to the daily game slate. Let's chat about some of these games that are happening today. Full ice slate, a few college basketball, some NBA in there as well. But before we do, let's play the video. So let's start with the EFL Cup today. Um, It looks like we have Southampton and Newcastle going. Newcastle are road favorites at minus 123. Now, they've earned points in every game except one since August. This is just a team that finds a way to get results. Unfortunately, a lot of those are draws as well, though. So 10 wins, 9 draws in the Premier League with just the one loss. Southampton are coming off a win, but none in their four matches prior to that. This is just one where I don't love the both teams to score. I also don't like betting the the 10-0 bet either because I think we could see 1-1 or 2-1 here. And I really don't want to back Newcastle today. I do have that fear of a draw with them because they draw so much in the league. So 
I think this is a stay away game. If you really feel confident, hammer the new Newcastle money line. But for now, we're going to stay away, despite the fact we haven't been high on Southampton all year. NBA-wise, there's seven games happening tonight. Lots of question marks, as I said. So we're going to just break down the injury reports and things to keep an eye on before you go and bet on some of these games later. Chicago's minus one and a half on the road against the Pacers today. They are on a back-to-back on the road. It's basically a pick spot. No Halliburton still for the Pacers. You got to wait and see load management-wise with this game. Are they going to rest Damar? Are they going to rest Zach Levine, Vucevic, guys like that? If they do, then this is probably going to maybe move into Indiana's favor. So as of now, it's a stay away. Boston and Miami. Miami's minus one and a half. Boston coming off that back-to-back. As we said, they were frauds yesterday. They're not frauds in the grander scheme of things. But they are yesterday for losing to Orlando. Now they got to head in on the road to take on Miami. But Miami is one of the worst teams at covering at home. They're 7-15-2 and two against the spread at home. Boston are an above-average team on the road at covering. So it's a tough spot to bot. A tough spot to bet. That's English. So this is one that I stay away from overall. I think it is a bit of a rivalry as well since they were in the playoffs last year. So... Just stay away and keep an eye on it tonight. Cleveland minus three and a half versus the New York Knicks. Cleveland, they are a poor road team against the spread, but the Knicks are terrible at home against the spread as well. This is one where you got to monitor Donovan Mitchell's game time decision tag. It looks like he's going to go. They moved him to probable for tonight. So you might want to back Cleveland the minus three and a half, but again, you could see him get ruled out last minute. So stay away in the meantime. Denver and the Pelicans. Pelicans are minus one and a half at home. This is strictly because there's game time decisions everywhere. You got Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. on the Denver side. You've got Ingram and Marshall on the New Orleans Pelicans side. And still no Zion either for the Pelicans. So you got to wait and see who's playing tonight, who's not. If Jokic gets ruled out, this line's obviously going to spike. But you should feel pretty confident without him that they can go and cover whatever spread. Dallas are minus seven and a half taken on the Wizards. Wizards, obviously, they shouldn't have Kendrick Nunn yet for this game. Not that he would play a ton of minutes, but pretty average against the spread both ways here. Dallas are sliding. They've only won three of their last 10. Washington are likely without Porzingis and Dallas without Christian Wood or Maxi Kleber. Phoenix are minus six and a half tonight. Charlotte are on a back-to-back, so I think it's just a bad spot overall. LaMelo Ball's a game-time decision. No Kelly Oubre. But if we're talking the Phoenix side, no Devin Booker, uh, Cameron Payne, Landry Shamit, and DeAndre Ayton are all game-time decisions. So it's a pretty gross spot for two teams that have only won seven of their last 20 games combined. Clippers and the Lakers. Lakers are plus four and a half today. Got to see if Rui's going to make his debut. I don't know if he'll be there in time. Um, Lakers are also in better form recently. They've covered in five of their last seven home games. I won't make it a show play because it's my team. I'm also refusing to back the NBA this early. I'm kind of hoping I get a better number here. Hope the Clippers can get this up to a five or six point mark. But as of now, it's a stay away game for me for the Battle of LA. NHL wise, 11 games, plenty worth eyeing on the slate today. One that I'm not eyeing is Boston and Montreal. Minus 340 on the road for Boston. I would like to think they can cover that puck line. I just don't love the spot for that many uh, that high of a puck line either. Once we start getting into the mid minuses for a puck line, then I, I get a little bit worried at minus 135. Then the Kings, they're minus 140 taken on Philly today. 
I like the goaltending matchup for the Kings. Looks like we're going to get Copley going for them. He's expected, and he's 13-3 and three on the year. Carter Hart playing 500 hockey in goal for Philly. What I like is that the Kings are 12-8-4 on the road, and they're very solid there. Whereas when we're talking Philly, 10-12-1 at home, so a pretty subpar home team. Kings have also won six of the last 10 head-to-head, so I think it's good road value today at the minus 140. Tampa, they were minus 160 yesterday, now minus 150 at home as it's a flurry versus Vasilevsky battle. I kind of like Tampa Bay, but I don't like it enough to play it. In regulation, definitely feels like a trap. Would not go puck line either. You've got two really good teams here in Minnesota and Tampa Bay. So I think it's going to be a tight game. That's what concerns me. We could see overtime, could see Minnesota squeak out a road win. So that's why I'm staying away. But my lean would be Tampa Bay if you're looking to bet this game today. Florida and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh are minus 140 at home. Honestly, pretty surprised to see this given the fact that they're coming off a loss to the Devils. They've only won four of their last 10. That being said, Florida are on a back-to-back. They didn't look great last night against the Rangers. It is a short trip to Pittsburgh, so at least they don't have to travel that far. But that being said, Florida's won six of their last 10 games still. Knight versus Jerry should be a good goaltending matchup. It's a fade game. I would like to back Florida. I just can't on a back-to-back, so for now I'm going to stay away. San Jose, they take on my Detroit Red Wings. Red Wings are minus 150 at home. I do like Huso at home versus a struggling James Reimer. I can't make it a show play. Won't bet Detroit on this show anymore, but I do like that money line at minus 150 if you're looking for a parlay piece. Vegas and New Jersey, the Devils are minus 175 at home, and I like the road team and I like the under today. Won't be official show plays, but here's my rationale. I'm looking at it. It's a Thompson versus Vanessic matchup. New Jersey are okay at home this year. Um, Vegas are a very good road team. I can get them at plus 150 today. It feels like impeccable value for such a good road team. And the under six and a half is my favorite play in this game. Um, I'd like the goaltending matchup here when you get Thompson and Vanessic. I just think we're going to see at best a four to two game. I don't see it getting relatively close to that six and a half line. Winnipeg minus 120 taken on Nashville today. It's essentially a pick'em game with Hellebuck and Saros expected tonight. I would lean Winnipeg because they are, uh, I don't know, I just think that they're in a really good spot. They've won two straight games. Saros, he's been pretty average this year, 17, 13, and 5 as well. So this is one where I lean Winnipeg. I definitely love this spot. St. Louis are minus 135 against Buffalo. I love the home team tonight. Probably one of my favorite plays of the day. Um, Sabres are on a back-to-back. Yes, they broke my hearts, but that was an overtime to a Dallas team. So now they have to travel as well. Um, I'm expecting Comrie tonight because we saw Anderson last night. So really hopeful that uh, that we get the backup here. And I really like Bennington at home. I know that he's been up and down. St. Louis, we have a love-hate relationship with them as well. They've been on the fraud list. They haven't been at times but I do love this spot tonight at home. Anaheim in Arizona. I mean, look, if you're watching this game tonight, I'm sorry for you. Um, I hope there's better games on TV because there should be, but Arizona minus 140 at home. I've already filled my Coyotes quota for this month, backing them twice. So I'm not going to Gibson either, who's 8-20 and on the year. So this is certainly a fade game. Washington and Colorado, Kemper and Grigorev in net. Both teams are slightly above 
500 away and at home. Colorado, they've won five straight games, though, so I think the Colorado money line's a nice parlay piece. I just can't back in regulation. I can't back the puck line, not against this Washington team, so that's a stay away tonight. And then the final game on the slate, we're finally at the end here of NHL plays. Mrazek going against Martin in net. Vancouver's minus 220. This is a really gross line. Chicago just lost. Vancouver's lost three straight. As much as I'd love to back the Blackhawks to pick up the road victory, I just can't do it. I could get them at plus one and a half and make it somewhat of a value play uh, at minus 125, but I just don't want to back it tonight. Definitely not with the Blackhawks. Now, college basketball-wise, we should have a really good slate today. There's only five ranked teams going tonight, um, or five ranked games, I should say. There's technically six ranked teams. But I do think that there's some other great value plays in there as well. So look at the full slate. We might add some more throughout the day. Ranked-wise, number 20 Miami's taking on Florida State. My favorite play here is definitely the under 150 and a half line. Still feels odd to say that Florida State are awful. They're 7-13 and 13 on the year, but they're 500 at covering against the spread. They're also 7-3 and three against the spread at home. So when I see minus 3.5, I get a little bit worried that we see a tight game here potentially even Miami getting knocked off in an upset. What I do like about this one, though, is that Miami, yes, they're 4-1-1 away against the spread, but they're only 1-5 on the over. So I think that 150 feels like a lot of points. I think we see a low 70s finish. So give me uh, the under 150 and a half here. TCU, I was really hoping to wake up to this line being different. It was minus six, but now it's at minus six and a half. I was hoping it would go down to five or four. TCU coming off that massive win over Kansas, uh, Ohio or Oklahoma, they just lost to Baylor at home. So TCU, they cover a decent amount. Um, they also go over in two thirds of their games at home. Oklahoma is just two and two against the spread on the road. But this just seems like a really steep number. When you look at all of these Oklahoma losses recently, Lost to Texas by one, Iowa State by three, Kansas by four, Baylor by two. And then I see six and a half. I get a little bit worried. Now, the one win they did pick up in there was an Oklahoma State one, or loss, sorry, Oklahoma State one by 14. I just think that it's a good spot, maybe for TCU. I hope that this line moves. If I can get it down to five and a half, I feel a lot better about it. But if it stays at that six and a half, I might just have to stay away as much as I love the Horned Frogs this year. Georgia Tech taking on number 24, Clemson, minus 10 and a half here for Clemson. It seems like a lot of points, but Georgia Tech, they've lost five straight games, so I got to stay away from this one. I think it's just a bad spot either way. Could see Clemson by 20 or Georgia Tech even keeping it within a possession. Number five, Kansas State taking on number 12, Iowa State. We mentioned it earlier, Kansas State rocketed up the standings. Now they get Iowa State, who are minus four and a half at home. Now, as I said, K-State's absolutely rolling. Uh, The line is moving in their favor as well, because this line was minus six yesterday. Iowa State has covered seven of their ten home games, um, but they have lost two of their last three overall. Kansas State coming off wins over Texas Tech and Kansas back-to-back. Feels like a trap game both ways. I can't back either side. Um, I think, as I mentioned before on the show, the Big 12 just feels like everyone's going to beat each other this year. So I got to stay away here in case that Iowa State wins at home. 
Oklahoma State versus number 10, Texas is the final ranked game. Texas is minus seven and a half. Now they've only covered five of their 12 home games. They're not great at covering at home. And then, but Oklahoma State, they're only two and three against the spread on the road. So seriously want to lean Oklahoma State because we get these this many points. I don't know if I can do it despite the fact they upset earlier in the year. I could see Texas blowing them out by double digits today. So this is a watch game for me. I'm really excited to see these two match up again, but it's definitely not a show play. So all the plays have been given. Last call pick segment sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. We're going to give you our five favorite plays of the day in under uh, in a minute or less. But before we do, let's play the video. So Last Mountain Distillery is a family-owned and operated company located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro-distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Go and check out their holiday seasonal releases before they're gone, like their famous cherry whiskey, chocolate hazelnut truffle liquor, or new local candy cane vodka this year. Appreciate them a lot. Love their old-fashioned. Love their vodka. Love their uh, dill pickle vodka as well. Go check out Last Mountain Distillery here in Saskatchewan. So with that, Tuesday's show plays. We got five of them for you, so let's rifle them off before we log off here. LA Kings Moneyline versus the Flyers at minus 140. Love Copley tonight. I know it's a road spot, but I'm not back in the Flyers at home. I love the Blues Moneyline today versus the Sabres. Binnington versus Buffalo, who just went to overtime, traveling from Dallas. think it's a great spot for them to win, and I uh, covered us minus 132. Winnipeg money line versus Nashville today, final puck line play. Um, I trust the recent form of Winnipeg over the up-and-down UC Soros. Then we got Rutgers. We're playing them minus six in college basketball. I trust one of the best defenses in the country to bounce back and get back on track after a tough loss to Michigan State. And then to cap it off, we're playing Miami and Florida State under 150 and a half. I do believe that Miami could get to 75 points. I question whether Florida State can, especially with how poor their offense has been. So give me uh, the under in this game. But appreciate everyone who tuned into the show today. Follow us on all of our social platforms at HedgePod. We're going to look for some more college basketball lines throughout the day, maybe even live bet a game or two tonight, depending on where these lines go. But really appreciate you all, and we'll see you guys tomorrow morning for the Competitive Hedge podcast.